0: Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. All right, what's the title of my sermon? By way of a preamble... (laughs) I want to start with Acts chapter 3 from verse 1. And I'm starting for a reason. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 3, let's move quickly so that we can set the stage for this evening. Acts chapter 3, the Bible says from verse 1, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the night hour. And a certain lame man from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms and fixing his eyes on him. John, with John, Peter said, what did Peter say? Everybody want to go. He said, look at us. several ago what have we known or have I known such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth he said rise up and walk and he reached for him grabbed him by the hands pulled him up and the Bible says he leaping up stood And you can imagine what a sight this was. Because this happened at the entrance to the temple. It happened whilst everybody was marching in. And so everybody looked at them surprised that this man who has been here for donkey years to receive alms is walking, he's running about the temple and praising God. And so verse 12, So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us? I read this for a reason. You see, semantically, there is a temptation to wonder if Peter knows what he's saying. One moment you tell him, look at us. And the next moment you are saying, why look at us? So, What do you want exactly? Listen, what I'm saying to you, as simple as it is, is the biggest principle of charismatic ministry. Pay close attention. There is a balance in this message that will change your charismatic ministry forever. If you've ever desired to flow in the power of God, pay attention to what I'm saying. Are you with me? I want to start from the second thing he said. Why look at us as if by our power or our holiness we have done this? God has glorified his son, Jesus. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has glorified his son, Jesus. In his name, through faith in his name, he has given this man perfect soundness in the presence of you all. This is a perspective to ministry that we all must have. Why look at us as if by our power or holiness we have done this? Do you know what this means? It means that your flow in the miraculous is not dependent on your moral excellence as important as moral excellence is. Moral excellence is so important Because in demonstrating moral excellence, we demonstrate the resurrection of Christ. The Bible says that he was buried. And in his burial, the old man was destroyed. The body of sin was destroyed. And he was raised up so that we will walk in the newness of life. So as we walk in the newness of life, we prove the resurrection of Christ that made that newness possible. And so moral excellence is so important. However, moral excellence is not what makes us excel in charismatic ministry. Pay attention to this. And that's what makes ministry so dangerous because you can be on a downward spiral, downward slope, and still be healing the sick. And the irony is, the other side of the curve, you can also be so faithful in morality and devotional favor and still not be seeing miracles. So it's an understanding to have. Don't look on us as if so. The balance of what he's saying is, look on us, but there is what to see when you look at us. Don't see our own capacity. Don't see our own faithfulness. What did he say you should look at? The finished work of Christ. It says the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. The God of our fathers has glorified his son Jesus. In his name. Through faith in his name. He has given this man perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Imagine a perspective to ministry where your emphasis is on Christ and what he has done alone. It makes all the difference. He said, this sign shall follow them that believe in their faithfulness. Shall they? Is that what he said? That's not what he said. He says, in my name. I get to benefit from his faithfulness, his steadfastness, his finished work. In my name, he said, shall they cast out devils. Do it in his name. Did you hear what I said? Imagine a perspective where you're like, oh, you're surprised? Why, why, are, you, why, are, you, why are you looking per- perplexed? Why do you marvel? Don't you realize Jesus is glorified? Imagine if that's your meditation. Because Jesus is glorified, anything is possible in and through my life. Jesus is glorified. And so it makes sense that this man who has been lame all his life has received soundness, in the presence of you all. Because Jesus is glorified. If it was after they were done praying and going home, you would say because they prayed. But they were going to the place. Prayer is important. Hallelujah. But listen, at the epicenter of the theology behind charismatic ministry is the glorified Christ. So the prayer hadn't even started, but a miracle happened. And the reason is this, he explained the theological background, backing up that miracle. He says, God has glorified his son, Jesus. Think about that. Can you say this with me? Say, God has glorified Jesus. Say, in his name, through faith in his name, I walk miracles. Say, I have faith in his name. Hallelujah. Do you have faith in his name? You in the striped shirt, do you have faith in his name? Hallelujah. I want to hear you say that. Say, I have faith in his name. Hallelujah. Faith in his name will give many people perfect soundness in this meeting. Perfect soundness. Ay, ay, ay. Say that again. I have, in his name. I have faith in His name. So it's it's a perspective in ministry where Paul says in Second Corinthians three verse five. He says, "Not that we are sufficient of ourselves." That's when why look on us comes from. Sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as of ourselves. It's a perspective to ministry that I, I don't I don't look to myself for sufficiency. My intelligence cannot produce this, my faithfulness cannot produce this. Not that I'm sufficient in myself to think of anything as of myself. He said, but my sufficiency is of God, who has made me a sufficient minister of the New Testament. <laughs> Ooh! Hey! In myself, I don't qualify. In myself, I don't have the right. In myself, I would never be good enough. But Jesus died. Jesus was buried. Jesus was raised. And he sent me. He said, go, preach the gospel to every creature. And we have gone. Listen, many people are struggling to explain the name of Jesus. Call it the power of attorney. And it's wrong. It's it helps in explanation, but it's still wrong. Power of attorney is the right to stand in the stead of another person who has something that is not yours. A lawyer is giving me I'm correct, Abi. I tried. But you have to understand it's different with the name of Jesus. Everything he did, he did for you. So it's not power of attorney. I've been immersed into him. Don't you understand? So even if it is not my ability, it is my rights. Oh my goodness. Even if it is not my ability, it's not my sufficiency, it's my rights, it's for me, it's my inheritance. I'm not standing in for someone. The person stood in for me. There's a difference. There's a difference. So now this is the balance. Some, in the body of Christ, people hang on either side of the scale. You have some people, you know, saying it's not my sufficiency. I cannot do without you. You know, and all of that. Father, if you will just move today. And it is true, it is not your sufficiency. But can I tell you something? Until you move, God will not move. The fact that it is not your power or ability does not mean you don't have a responsibility. It doesn't mean you just wait that God, you know, if he chooses to move, he will move. No. So there is that balance. It is true that people should not look on us as if it is our power or ability. However, they should look on us because it's going to happen through us. It's an important balance. So you don't just say, don't look at me, I can't do it. Mm -mm, Look at me, I can't do it, but it will happen through me. Because I come in the name of Jesus. That balance is very important. So in the same breath, and concerning the same miracle, you can be saying, look on us, and why look on us? Meaning, there is what to see when you see us. So it is true that we don't think of ourselves, our sufficiency, we don't think of anything as of ourselves. But our sufficiency is of God who has made us sufficient in ministry. Ministers of the gospel here present, never forget this. He has made you sufficient. Ah, This will change your life. You know what that means? It means there is nothing you need for the assignment he has given you that you don't already have. Sufficiency is a mentality. He has made me sufficient. This is the first principle in creative ministry and creative miracles. I am sufficient. <laughs> is the capital of our kingdom when God sends a man the capital is go are you here when God says go don't say what do I have the go is the capital you, it's a mentality to have you have to think sufficiency he has made me sufficient can you say that <laughs> say everything I need I have Do you believe that? Stand up for 10 seconds This is not a regular teaching It is what they call activation Say it from your heart Say he has made me sufficient Ah, Say everything I need I have He has made you sufficient Say, everything I need, I have. Now that's capital. Hallelujah. (laughs) Say that again, you have made me sufficient. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Sit down for a bit. We're getting ready. So the mandate of God is capital. (laughs) Did you hear what I said? If God sent you, that's capital. So when God wants to create the world, he doesn't say, okay, what will I need? Let me write a list. Let there be See, I'm teaching you how to walk with the Spirit of God. Let there be. So when you want to start something, it is true you need money. It is true you need help. It is true you need advice. You, but the first thing to look out for is the move of the Spirit. If the Spirit has hovered the, around that idea, I'm telling you, that's capital. Once there is a move of the Spirit, start acting. Start acting immediately let there be light let the waters above separate from the waters below let there be a space in the middle, let firmament appear let the waters below the farmaments gather in one place let dry land appear that's your kingdom in your kingdom talk is not cheap It's convenient to say talk is cheap in a world that was bettered with words. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Hallelujah. Oh my God, if you learn this, it will change your life. So, the most important thing when you have a divine mandate is the mandate itself. Because the mandate carries an unction to produce that very thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? It carries sufficiency in itself. Every prophecy is sufficient in itself. Every prophecy is sufficient in itself. So stop thinking capital. Start thinking power. (laughs) Because when power is involved, dust can form human beings. You don't understand what I just said. When power is involved, dust can form human beings. When power is involved, five loaves and two fish are enough. So you think... The problem is capital. You are looking in the wrong direction. Hallelujah. (laughs) When power is, is involved, you might be a shepherd. That's the only experience you have. But that rod is all you need. Think about it. Against an entire army of Egypt, what do you have? A rod. It's enough. A rod, the same rod you used to, you know, and so Goliath is annoyed. He said, am I a dog? You come against me with catapults!" <laughs> ha, 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 And you know what you respond? This is a lesson in the miraculous. When you want the job and you're persuading Saul to let you fight Goliath, you present your CV. But when you, you say, I killed the lion and the bear. But when you are before Goliath, don't talk your experience. Talk power. He didn't say, ah, oh, you're underestimating this catapult. If you see what I've done with it in the past. Mm-mm. He said, you come against me with spear, with sword. He said, I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. That's what he said. I come against you in the name. That's what he presented. So he only talked about experience because Saul was going to be logical, but that was not his trust. I'm talking creative miracles. It starts with a mentality of sufficiency. A mentality of sufficiency. It's a mentality in our kingdom. The reason I'm telling you this is this. Creative miracles doesn't have by cha- happen by chance. You just see it and say, eh? eh, eh. There has to be a confidence. You just say, look on us. It's about to happen now. There is a vocabulary for creative miracles. You have to talk it. <laughs> you, you will look crazy until it happens. There are some testimonies I still can't share in public till now. You won't believe it. And I understand it that shall happen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Don't let human intelligence. Limit the power of God in your life. When God says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Don't in your normal human thinking say, ah, but human beings don't fly. Who told you they don't fly? The normal principles guiding human oppression is not an affront to the power of God. It is just how he has decided things should function in the earth realm, but in the spirit realm, all the rules are broken. If you go to heaven and you see the creatures there, you will wonder because you see horses that can fly, you will see birds that have lion head. You will so it will change your idea of geography, of biology. You, You understand? So when you want to function in the spirit realm and to superimpose. The principles, they here. You have to have a largeness of heart and a kind of possibility. Listen, anything is possible. Don't let them say you don't have a womb so you, don't, you won't have children. You need child, not womb. It's a child you want, not womb. Let me shock you. It is divine health you want, not AA. going to check if it has changed. That's where you are missing it. That's where you are missing it. What God is offering is health. We came up with AS. It's not in the Bible. Open your spirit to possibilities. God can perform surgeries without tearing people open. Yes, surgeries without scar. Yes, it's going to happen this afternoon. <laughs> this man of God had a meeting in school. He laid hands on someone. He fell under the power and she saw, he, she saw um angels dressed as doctors coming in. in the meeting, you know, they bent down, started to operate her. While the meeting was happening, everybody just saw the lady on the floor shaking. Operation was taking place. I prophesy. No matter what is wrong in your body, a correction is about to take place now. Of Jesus. If He made the man, He can repair the man. I prophesy your body is repaired. (laughs) Receive your body parts now. Let unwanted drugs disappear now. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know, we were having a meeting in Abuja. I prophesied. I had a word of knowledge. Someone here you have a relative who has goiter. I prophesy your healing. You know, there's some word of knowledge when you want to share it, you know, your body will be, your mind will be telling you calm down, calm down. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then this fellow his cousin, the growth began to shrink. And in about a month it was gone. Hallelujah. There's a name for it. We call it creative miracles. I'm telling you, your leg can grow out now. See, don't fuss about it. Don't don't be mechanical. My goal, first and foremost, is to open your spirit to possibilities. That's, That's the goal. That's the first goal. Short hands can grow out now. You, you, you have to believe it. I'm not saying it because I have a point to prove. I'm saying it because I believe in the power of God and I've seen it repeatedly. Hallelujah. Sit down, let's finish. What I'm saying is not only true concerning miracles or healings. It is true in every aspect of life. You do hear what I just said? Yes, sir. <coughs> oh, my goodness. Let me show you something. Turn to the Bible's book of Matthew, Matthew chapter sixteen, verse five. Matthew chapter 16, verse 5. Are you there? And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned amongst themselves, saying, it is because we have taken no bread. Which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves, because we have no bread? Do you not yet understand, neither remember the five loaves of the 5,000, and how many baskets you took up? Can I tell you something? Don't forget this for the rest of your life. When you read that Jesus fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish, you say, ah, he's great Oh, hmm. And you're imagining it, how would it have been? But now, he expects that to instill in you a mentality for the future such that the next time they went out without bread, he's shocked. Not only is he shocked, he says, oh, you of little faith, why do you think it's a problem you didn't carry bread? Have you forgotten that one? Meaning, don't see it as a one-off miracle. It is not for Bible documentation. It is to stir faith in the possibilities of God in the now. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he's saying, have you forgotten the five loaves and two fish? And then the seven loaves and two fish, he performed that miracle twice so that you know it wasn't one-off. It is something that you can see again and again and again such that if you don't expect it, he says you have little faith. That's what he's saying. He said, you've forgotten how many baskets you took up? How is it then that you don't understand that I speak not concerning bread but that you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Meaning, he was using leaven as a metaphor for the doctrine of the Pharisees. That's what he was warning them of. I wouldn't say beware of the bread of the Pharisees because it's not a problem if you don't have bread. If there's no bread, there's something to do. So there was, that was a teaching on creative miracles. Not just something they can observe and say, ah, Jesus is powerful. That's why he asked Philip. He said, feed these people. And the Bible says he asked himself knowing what to do. Meaning it was a lesson. Are you getting what I'm saying? And when Philip said, this is your problem, many of you. He said, even if we use a full year salary, this is what has stopped you from doing what God asked you to do. You are thinking salary. You are thinking, how much do I earn? How will I be able to do this? How much comes in monthly? You see, your education has affected you. Philip spoke in terms of numbers. Ah, to feed these people? Even if we use one year's salary, we cannot. Jesus smiled. He said, Tell everybody to sit down. He picked the little that was available, he lifted it up and gave thanks. Ha, ya, yeah, ya, yeah, ya, yeah, ya, yeah, ya, yeah, ya, yeah. ya. Capital. <laughs> small plus small plus power is everything. Yeah, 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 Do you believe? He lifted it and gave thanks. And then he took action. Let me tell you something. In creative miracles you don't sit and watch the bread start swelling. Hey, you swelling. you swelling. Hey, it's well, you know, let's come and carry it. Uh -uh. That's not how it works. If God said go, you start with what you have, knowing it will not finish. That's the mistake, many people. You have to take steps. Take steps. Start. Go ahead. Do what you can do now. Register that business name. Start preparing yourself. Don't wait for everything to add up. Start. See, I'm stirring up something in you. See, I'm giving the angels that have been assigned to you instructions. By your faith, possibilities are opened. So I'm just here to stir you up. I'm just here to stir you up. So there has to be a balance. You see, I want to be like Jesus. Do you know what it means? You know, some people are bothered about the theology of the prosperity of Jesus. (laughs) Did Jesus have a house? Did Jesus have a car? Did Jesus, you don't understand. Somebody turned water to wine. Let me tell you something. You only accumulate what is scarce. If you can, the Bible says the water he turned to wine was for washing. It wasn't even, if it's, if it's potable water, it's even understandable, it's closer. Let me tell you, scientifically, it is easier to turn wine to water. At least there is water inside already. So it's just impurity, you remove it. Pour water to wine, scientifically. ha! How, how did the berries enter? How did the sugar enter? You say, hey boy, you don't understand. So something of low value can become of high value. So the price can go from zero naira to 5k real quick because you spoke. Why do you need a bank account then? Do you understand? So there is a balance in understanding moderation in our kingdom. Moderation is not because some things are beyond you. It is because you are way above it for you to count too much. That's moderation. If you can turn water to wine, you don't need to carry money around. That's our realm. (laughs) Are you listening? (laughs) Did you hear what I just said? What a way to do ministry. What a way. Say sufficiency, 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 sufficiency. so, so You know, <laughs> hallelujah. So it is time to break bread. Take action. Tell everybody to sit down. She didn't wait for you to start swelling. Tell everybody to sit down and they started sharing it. You have despised what you have. That's the problem. You can't walk in creative miracles despising the little you have because it is with the little that you have that God makes much out of your life. God will always ask what is in your hand. God, you see, Elisha asked the widow, what do you have in your house? Hallelujah. He said, borrow vessels. Borrow not a few. Start pouring Hallelujah. Whatever pouring signifies in your life and ministry is what you need to start doing to see creative miracles. You are waiting for 5 million to drop in your account before you start. That's not how to follow God. If God told you, this is what I want you to do, never doubt it. Never doubt it. Because the power is the capital. See, your priority is to make sure you are prepared. Even if the money comes, if you are not prepared, you don't have capital. Hey. But if you don't have money, but you have prepared yourself, like John, you have stayed in the wilderness until the time of your showing. In that wilderness, with that dirty water, all men will seek you. Soldiers will come for baptism. The Bible says everybody was coming. In the wilderness, ministry in the wilderness was still growing. They were looking for him. In the wilderness, it was still growing. Giving instructions, the Pharisees had to come and say, who are you? They even asked him, are you the Messiah? Who are you? I'm a voice crying in the wilderness. In wilderness. With power, you can stay in a corner and cry. The world will pay attention. That's what John did. That's what John did. Your life is about to change. Did you hear what I said? So my message to you is simple. If you would believe those five loaves can feed 5,000. Water can turn to wine. And out of dust an army can be raised. So the most important thing will now be the call of God and his leading. If you are sure that God sent you. Don't stop thinking lack. Stop thinking lack. Stop thinking lack. Did you hear what I said? Yes, so, all we're going to do, till the time is up, is we're going to worship God. The Bible says He lifted up the bread, broke it, and gave thanks. So, with, with the consciousness of the call of God in your heart, all the things he told you to do that you were calculating financially before, instead, your strategy will change now. You will lift it up and thank him. Because that's the law of growth in our kingdom. The law of multiplication. Get res- ready for crazy miracles. Did you hear what I said? and if you are sick get ready for crazy miracles thank you Jesus (laughs) contemplate his name listen I've taught you this before when God wants to make David king he doesn't put him in a political party not like that is wrong he doesn't ask the prophet to take him by hand straight to the palace he doesn't do that what does he do he sends a prophet to his house the prophet anoints him and goes home (laughs) that's it anoints him king in his house and goes home from that day The anointing like Google map was supposed to be in and of itself directing him to the throne. And so things began to happen that looked like happenstance. But it was the anointing at work. Supernatural orchestrations. So just when Goliath was bragging, his father sent him, go and deliver food. He went there He heard the bragging like everyone else, but the anointing won't allow him just take it and let it be. Kindled in him an interest. Where other people saw threat, he saw opportunity. That's the anointing. The anointing can help you spot opportunities. And you are now interested. Your interest is annoying people. You're asking what will be given to the person that wins this guy. And your brothers are annoyed. Small boy like you, you are too ambitious years ago when i talked you know about the things god was going to do through me it looked like i was losing my mind hallelujah <laughs> are you there read isaiah 46 verse 10 together loud as you can want to go Hold on. He said he's talking about a particular ability in God. He can declare the end from the beginning. The Hebrew word used there is used for newscasting. Just imagine turning on the news and you are hearing, they are reading the news of this time next year and you're watching it live. God said he can do that for you. He can do that about your future. Declaring the end from the beginning. From ancient times, things not yet done. And in verse 11, you're going to read that one together also. One, two, go. Hallelujah. He can bring capital from far. Bring resources from far. See, I'm talking about creative miracles. Calling a ravenous bed from the east. The man to execute my counsel from a far country. From a far country someone will wake up with a strong nudge to favor you. Strong nudge. they just call you, that thing you spoke about, you know, how much did you say it will cost? Can I give you the money? The money. Because, you know, it was strong on my heart. I just had a strong nudge to do this. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the ability of God. <laughs> In our kingdom, You might have slept in jail the night before and be prime minister the next morning. It doesn't mean God does not believe in process or hard work or anything. He's just saying there are other agencies in life for the lifting of men. (laughs) People are coming from far and near to favor you. and near. Just see. You will ha- you will receive favours you will have to investigate. that. What? What is it? Ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. Thank you Lord. Thank you for listening.